everyone. I'm Brian Kilmeade. When it comes to retirement, people will sometimes let their emotions drive what direction their portfolio is headed. Here to help us separate emotion from what's really going on is America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruda. Brian, we've all had those times where we where we basically sit around at night, our head hits the pillow, and then our eyes open up after the lights go off, and we're, we're worrying. We're saying, what's going on with our plan? What's going on in the market? What's going on with crypto, with real estate, with interest rates? How am I going to survive in retirement? Well, there is a way. The way is to have a plan put together. We call it a GPI index. Have have your plan grow your money when you don't need it. Protect that growth. And then when you do need it, give you a lifetime income you can never outlive. There is a solution. We'll do it for the next 10 callers. I hear you. So if you want to get Coach Pete's plan, I want you to call 800-837-7393 or text Brian, my name, B-R-I-N, to 600-700. That's Brian to 600-700. Thanks, Coach. Hey, Brian, always appreciate it. Brian Kilmeade is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group. This week's episode of the Financial Safari is brought to you by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, for all your retirement needs. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions about how to safely and properly allocate your investments, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Welcome into the Financial Safari consumer advocate Thomas Lipscomb in studio alongside Steve Siddall, as well as special guest Neil Anderson and best-selling author Coach Pete Deruda. Welcome in, guys. Nice to be here. Hey, great to be here. Fun time as always. It is. First show from our brand new studios at the top of the peak of Good Living, the top of the tower here in Apex. Coach, I wanted you to say it. I'm loving it. What do you guys think of it? I love it. it. Yeah, this is a fantastic room. This this is our old TV studio. And so it took 13 months to get this done. Just sort of certain supply chain issues and all that. But what do you think, Steve? Nice? I love it. Yeah, this is great. So comfortable. And I love the fact that we can actually see each other. (laughs) And we're, you know, I mean, normally we're behind glass. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. No headphones on today. Thomas no used headphones. to be behind a different in a different room and uh, behind right. some glass, and now he's right here in the room. And by the way, we're not even wearing earphones yeah. in here. That's how, how good that? the sound quality is in there. That's right. So, Neil, yeah. let's talk about you. Who are you? Oh my gosh, I'm uh, I'm Neil Anderson. We've yeah. known each other for a long time and years ago. Um, just years love ago. what you're doing. Yeah, this is cool. You are. Uh, you've got a. You, you, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, get your sure. own company. Tell, yeah. tell folks what that company um, is. So we have a, a company that uh, is getting ready to launch called Libertas GPS, and it's basically a map app that helps people find businesses, services, schools, and universities based on an alignment of values. You know, there's a lot of wokeness and a lot of people that are doing things that um, people don't want to spend money with, and now we're going to let them know where they can spend their money. Yeah, so like, uh, like-minded folks, if you want to spend yeah. money, some people like to support people that support the same things they do. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Some yeah. people don't. Right. It doesn't matter. It's you okay. We, right we cover everybody, so <laughs> it doesn't matter what you we'll believe. We'll be looking forward to hearing some progress down, yeah. down the road. Yeah, that's a, that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, Love you. it. Stevie, good week? Good week, yeah, absolutely. Lots, lots of stuff going on. We, yeah. we talk about... Um, you know, we're talking about, he talked about the AI and, and GPS and, oh, yeah. you know, that. AI is kind of still scary to me. You yeah. know, it's like everything new is scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we had an asteroid coming towards us, that would be scary. It'd be new. <laughs> Might be scary. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't yeah. live through that. I don't think it was right. a bad one. But right. And do you think the government would, and do you think you'd want to know, do you think the government would tell you we're getting ready to die tomorrow if a big asteroid was coming? Or do you think... Uh, 
they would just let everybody not know because no, where are you going like, to run to if it's yeah, going to hit the earth right. it's just like <laughs> aliens right <laughs> they aren't telling us that either <laughs> yep right exactly and do, they, do we really want to know i don't know now i know I that know. i've got a telescope my dad used to take us outside he's an astronomist by nature and also physicist he taught physics and astronomy in the college systems at you and university of north carolina college systems for 45 years wow he had us outside all the time looking at like in, in the middle of the winter nights looking up up in the through the telescope sure so there's going to be people like that out there that would see something like that happening mm-hmm. now in the financial world we've got a big old asteroid coming right now the interest rate oh. environment has been a gigantic asteroid it's coming everyone sees it oh yeah people haven't been as concerned but i think now with interest rates topping eight percent or higher on a mortgage it's getting tougher to buy a house oh my gosh tougher the, to afford the, a house. i mean you got yeah, yeah you get a you, you can have much less house yeah then i mean you know i'm thinking i bought a house two years ago yep. i am so glad because <laughs> i locked it in <laughs> I know, yes. and you got an interest rate, nice, a nice interest oh, rate, yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure you get yeah. a, oh, yeah. a good one, too. For sure. Now, where people got in trouble is, is a lot of folks thought they could get a little a little lower interest rate back in the day, so they did a variable rate for a couple of years. They said, I don't want to lock in 30 years at uh, 2.5%. I might be able to get 2.25%, sure. so I'm not going right. to lock in. I'm going to do a variable. Well, the problem there is variable is, is, is a double-edged sword, we call it. It can go, the rate will go up when you have to renegotiate that too you go from right. two and a half to eight and a half that's going to be scary right it can is. you still afford a house that way right that's true and I, i'd love to ask something about that too sure. so variables a big one out there that i used to hear about a lot and with all the competition with the refinancing yep. is it even worth it to even consider a variable even in a high interest environment well the the, the theory is I, I don't think so and here's what i'd recommend if, if if you think we're in a higher interest rate now than we're going to be in a couple of years which that's debatable too by the way sure. I, okay. I really yeah. my opinion is and of course it's my opinion it's my mm-hmm. show Sure. <laughs> and everyone's entitled to their opinion still, right. I right. think, in America. Yeah, but I think we'll see over 10 before we see three again. Oh, my gosh, really? We'll 10 but that goes right back to the early 80s. Yeah, right. and uh, yeah. it could even be higher than 10 once we get to 10. You know how when gas, uh, with, you'll say it'll never go above $2 a gallon, and then it was, yeah. it was at $1.25, then it gets up to $1.70, 80 and then it goes to $1.99, stays there for a right. while. Yeah. What happens as soon as as soon as soon it ticks from $1.99 to $2? That's right. It's back up. It's up to $2.99 in no time. So, you know, right. once it gets past those barriers, right. it skyrockets, mm-hmm. and, and that's what worries me a little bit about the interest rate environment. Sure. Coach, I drive diesel, and the first time it ticked over four, that's exactly what happened. It was uh, when Obama was in office. You remember when things spiked early on? Yep. Um, and then you got used to it for a minute, then it went back down, and then here recently, over the past few years, you're back over, and, and I haven't seen that three-digit, and, and it feels like years at well, this point. I've gotten used to it. Getting yeah. used to it is a good term. That's what right. we call recency bias. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah. biases out there. So we, we say, well, I'm not gonna ever buy a house or refinance until the rates go back down to where it used to be at 3%. Well, that's recency bias, because when I bought my first house, Steve, you probably have a story for this, too. When I bought my first house in 1996, 8% was the yeah. interest rate, and I was happy to get that. Yeah. Then I refinanced a couple years later at 6 and then mm-hmm. 4 you know, et cetera. We know the story there. So is 8%, like we're at now around right. there, is it really a bad rate? Well, you know, what's interesting <laughs> is if you're buying a house enough. and you get an 8% rate now and rates go down, then you refinance. Yeah, that's why I like yeah. the no closing cost option because yeah, you pay right. just a little higher interest rate, but you could refinance. Now, right. your mortgage broker would go crazy, but you yeah. could refinance every month right. if you wanted to. Sure. Right. If the right. rates go down, you refinance. Right. Right. Talk about us every single week, Thomas. You don't like to talk to people. I don't. So, what do you like to do? I enjoy texting. You yeah, well, text I think there's a lot of folks that we, that we have. We have a lot. We about half the people that respond each week yeah. are by text. Yes. Wow, that's uh, really good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. And sometimes even more than that. That's right. That's right. But you can call, you can text, you can visit our website. You can, we've got, we've 
you've got a collection of great websites. I know you like the Retirement Help Center. Tell I folks do. about that. I, I'm biased, uh, and we're releasing a whole another set of videos here soon. But Retirement Help Center is a place that you can go to and, and get unbiased information that is not filled with ads, that's not filled with call now, call now, but it truly is meant for you uh, to ingest in three or four minutes. That's something, Coach, that, that was very important to you. You didn't want to put these things out there where people had to listen for hours to get good content. So we've tried to uh, break down really solid topics and bite-sized formats for um, those out there who want to participate. So retirementhelpcenter.com is where you can check that out, retirementhelpcenter.com. Yeah, now there's another place. If, if folks are joining us late and maybe they want to, or maybe they like the show enough they want to share it with friends, how do they do that? Yeah, it's very easy. So if you want to head over to financialsafari.com, many of you have probably gotten a favorite podcast or two out there that you're listening to. Uh, add us, subscribe to us, follow us, whatever your app says. They have a lot of different terms for that. But you can start that by going to financialsafari.com. There are links on the site where not only can you ask us a question, uh, but you can subscribe through Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever your um, you know whatever your favorite outlet is. There's so many different places to go get podcasts. So many, and we're on mm. all of them. <laughs> Myself, I like I use iHeart. iHeart's just yeah. my favorite yeah. one. That's a great mm-hmm. one. Yeah. It's what I started with. It's sort of like when somebody started. Remember back when the internet started and yes. there was something called AOL? <laughs> yes. It might even still be there. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you, know, you go to AOL and you go in there and they, they had that little guy say, you've got mail. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> and my you know grandma's address is still on AOL. Did you meet the guy? Yeah, his name is Harvey. <laughs> and uh, he was oh, wow. his wife worked for, uh, what was it, Time Warner at that moment, with AOL. And might he was a, he was a radio guy. <laughs> yeah. And she said, hey, can you come in here and just read a couple things? He said, yeah, sure. Wow. You've got mail. <laughs> yeah. Did they pay him? Did he have a... a he did not have... Uh, they paid him, but, you know, 10 bucks maybe? I don't know. Oh, but he was a great guy. Spent like some time with him. Gilligan's Island, the actors, they didn't negotiate a good contract. So when it was in rerun, they didn't really make any money. <laughs> oh, yeah. comp- uh, compare that to the Seinfeld folks who oh, make a whole gosh. lot of money or every friends. time. He, uh, friends, friends do. Too, yeah. Smart people like that. So, sure. yeah. Did you ever see the movie Air yet with Michael, about Michael Jordan? I have Air? not seen it yet, no. Oh, really good. His mom, Michael's mom, yeah. negotiated a good... Uh, Deal mm. where every time yeah. a shoe that had Michael's name associated with it, he, he got some money. And yeah. So you're That's talking about some money. And millions and millions. <laughs> he got some money for sure. Yeah. Some real I money. Design a new shoe called the Coach Pete. That's, yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's not, it would never get that kind of. <laughs> Maybe a bowling though. shoe. No. Oh, like a bowling shoe. <laughs> sure. All right, Steve, what you got? See, you uh, itching to ask me something there, I can tell. Well, I mean, let's talk about being doing retirement yourself. In other words, yeah. if, I, if I'm in my 30s or 40s, that's okay. Mm-hmm. When I get into my 50s, I need help, and I'm, I'm going to go somewhere that I know I can trust. So independent fiduciary advisor yeah. with a lot of experience. Now, you said if somebody wants to do it himself, so right. they... Right, but I mean, if they do, where can they go wrong, Coach? If they try, if you try doing to be the do-it-yourself. Uh, well, in the real estate market, they call people like that a FISBO. For sale by owner, right. right? You remember that term? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You're a real estate agent, yeah. too. Oh, I am. So yeah. FISBO is pretty funny. It's for sale by a, a, by yeah. owner. In other yeah. words, they're doing it themselves. You yeah. can do it yourself, but you have nothing to compare it to. I mean, you can go online and you, you think you're getting good information online. Sometimes you are. Sometimes you aren't. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, have you ever been misled by something online before? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> maybe. A few times. In the last day or two. Right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It happens. Yeah. But you have no way to... Trust but verify. Remember Ronald Reagan would always say yep. trust, but you can trust right. it, but how do you verify it? So do does everyone listening need a financial planner? My opinion would be no, probably not. A lot of people do. Now, here's where the financial planner really comes into play. When you're talking about retirement plan, when you want to have an income stream or two or three or four, you want to make sure you never outlive that money and you make sure your spouse never outlives that money, now it gets a little complicated. You, If you look at a, a, a money in, in, a, in a CD, let's say at a bank or something like that, you start taking money out to live on, eventually that money's gonna go away. 
Now, the good thing is we have interest rates going up, which is good. We like higher interest rates when we're saving. We hate it when we're borrowing. So we talked about the bad yep. part of interest rates. Later on in the show, we'll talk about right. the good story on interest rates. But to me, Steve, I, I, you know, as long as you can know with certainty you're going to get lifetime income, first of all, we need to know what kind of income you're going to need. So we, we, yep. we go through this process. I'm a retirement income certified professional. RICP is a designation. And basically, I am certified to design retirement plans that have income streams. And so there aren't many folks out there. Make sure your planner is. If you're talking about retirement and you're talking about retirement planning, you need to have someone who is a retirement planner. If you're interested in finding out more about having your own income streams, your own income portfolio, you can be proud of and you can be certain of, call now. I'm going to give away 10 of the income plans right now. These are $1,000 value available to you if you call right now. All right, folks, that number to call, 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383. You can also connect with Coach Pete and the team here at Financial Safari by texting that keyword PLAN to 600-700. That's PLAN to 600-700. Looking for a financial GPS to help you navigate to a successful retirement? Go to PeteOnDemand.com. Coach Pete will help you avoid the potholes and pitfalls of an unsuccessful retirement. You will find numerous resources, including books from Coach Pete, reports and guides, the latest episode of the Financial Safari TV show, podcasts of the show's Financial Safari and Financial Pizza, and much, much more. You can also schedule a complimentary consultation with one of our financial experts. They will help you avoid the traffic jams and detours on your way to a successful retirement. It will be smooth sailing from now on with PeteOnDemand.com. Welcome back into the Financial Safari. Consumer advocate Thomas Lipscomb in studio alongside Steve Sedal as well as special guest Neil Anderson and America's Wealth Financial and Income Coach, Coach Pete Deruda. Welcome back to the show, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here. Let's talk yeah. about real estate for a minute, Neil. What are you, oh, what are you seeing? I know you got your real estate license. I yeah. You don't do it I'm, full time, I don't think, but I mean, you. Well, yeah, up at Lake Assinan yeah. here, which is an interesting perspective because uh, the market here is hot and the market up there is hot. Right. And back to what you're talking about with interest rates is you have people that are waiting and saying, I'm going to wait till they come down to 3%. Yep. But the problem is, how many people do you think are going to be in there when it's 3% versus now? In where? In the market, trying oh, to buy oh. the same house. Well, you know what Tom Petty always said? <laughs> the waiting's the hardest part. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's waiting, right? right? So, But that's what we talked about here in the first segment is go ahead and if you if you can get that house and you right. want that house, well, you know, there's not there's no substitution for wanting something. Right. You want it and you need it and you can figure it out how to how to get it right sure. now. Get it. You can always refinance later through the no closing cost option when the rates go back down. So it's, it's not the reason why not to buy. It is not it's not palatable to look at what you could have got that house for as far as a monthly payment two or three years ago compared to right. now. Right. Almost double the monthly payment or maybe right. even double maybe more than that now. Right. Double the monthly payment. Sure. That's kind of well. That makes you feel bad. It really makes you wish you could get in a time machine and go back in the year 2020, right? And with some cash and buy some houses. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. if only lock into some interest rates that are low. Right, that are low. And then you could probably sell those houses using an assumable loan. Yeah. Which is where you can keep that loan alive, and somebody else assumes it. Now those are dangerous. Mm-hmm. People get in trouble doing that, but that does make sense to get that better rate. I always, Absolutely. my opinion was, once you get a loan for a house. Let's say I get a five hundred thousand dollar loan at three percent. Use the example for the for a house, mm-hmm. and uh, ten years later I want to move. Why can't and now I owe like let's say four hundred thousand, so I still have four hundred thousand at three percent. Why can't I move that four hundred thousand? I'm already uh, obligated to pay back at three percent. Why can't I move that to a new property? 
Yeah, isn't that crazy? You sure. know what I'm saying? You know why? I'll tell you why. Yeah, they want to make money. Because the back's not good. Yes. So it, it just, certain things in life never make sense to me, and that's why right. I do a show. Because right. we can all, collectively, mm-hmm. all, all of you guys out there listening, we can right. all maybe collectively come up with a solution. Sure. And right. Or realize there is none. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, you mentioned something, assumable. Yes. Right? An assumable mortgage. Right. That was a thing back in the 80s, because that was, I mean, you know, because oh, my yeah. first house in 86, 12 and a half percent, and it was assumable, and that was great. Yeah. We don't even talk about that anymore. I haven't heard much about it anymore. No. Mm-hmm. Is and that going to come sh- back in We should have been talking about it when rates were like 3, 2, right. or 3 percent, because we should have all been locking into assumable loans. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's Sometimes not automatic. research. I've really never even thought about that until yeah. right now. Neil, have you done any research any, on that? No. Um, I don't know if Congress passed something that said you're not allowed to do it or whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Right. They're, they're, they need to pass one where say they're not allowed to inside trade, maybe. Huh? Sure. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about income because yes. everybody wants income. income. So there, there's a couple things. So income strategies versus economic strategies. What's right. the difference? Well, your your home economics depends on your income. Yes. So economic strategy as what? As a household or economic strategy? Yeah, as a household. Yeah, or as so a couple. Your, your economic strategy is a long-term view saying, hey, uh, I'm going to, as I get older, I'm going to reduce my risk. I'm going to make sure I don't lose the money I've already gained. The first part of the economic strategy is to make some money. Second sure. part is to save some of the money you make. Right. Yeah. If I had a nickel for everyone who said, I wish I would have, then dot, 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 saved more money. Than I did or started my 401k when I first started my job or increased my 401k every single year or I wish I did not cancel my 401k or stop putting money in when the market tanked. Neil, what's the best time to put money into 401k when the stock market's low, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're getting more sure. shares for less dollars. Sure. Well, a lot of people get scared when they see the market starting to tumble and they, they freeze their contributions. Right. Which doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Really, you should and you shouldn't freeze. You should never freeze at all. But the one time you should freeze, if you if you had to pick one time to freeze, it'd be when the market's at all time highs. Because right. when you're when you're putting money into the market, when the when the market is at all time highs, you're getting a lot less shares for a whole lot more money. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it all it goes counterintuitive. Sort of like when right. you're trying to bet on a football game. Yeah. Right. I always said I always lose when I bet on football games. So I said I should take the the bet I was going to do and right. and flip it upside down. Like I said, if you if you have a coin that lands on heads, I should I should bet on tails that kind of right. thing right that would be i'd probably be about 80 percent success factor there. <laughs> right. about an 80 percent fail factor when i bet on football games right <laughs> so anyway yeah. it's, it's just important now income yes is once you've enacted a good economic strategy you've got a good lump sum or two or three you've got a big amount of money in your 401k maybe you have some money saved aside in the bank account who knows where the money is but you've got stacks of money in different places that's a good problem and a bad problem at the same time the first thing you need to do is figure out what kind of income you're going to need when you stop working. Then we need to take some of those stacks of money you've already put aside and put an income number to it. You've got 500000 over here. How much income could you get from that money? Lifetime guaranteed, by the way, protected and lifetime income. How much income could you get from that $500,000 stack? See what you could get. Now, when would you start it? Whatever you want. So let's say you don't need to start it for a couple of years and that money continues to grow. You have that growth, you protect that growth, in other words, you lock your gains in, and then when you decide in the future, you can have a lifetime income, you can never outlive, we call that financial fill-up strategy. It makes a whole lot of sense, and it does take the worry out of living and surviving all the way through retirement when you're not worried about where the money's gonna come from. Oh my gosh, See, that's everything. when you first started working back in the day? Yeah. When, when, you, when you, Neil and Dew and Thomas, everybody, mm-hmm, yeah. remember when you first started working and you, you, you just started accumulating bills 
Remember bills? We, oh, in college, yeah. we really didn't have any bills we really knew about. I paid myself through college, but the tuition was like $158 at Carolina right. back in yeah. 1984. Right. Room and board was more yeah. and these activity fees, but $158 tuition. So, but I was only making $2.25 at Kmart one summer, then three thirty-five was the minimum wage. So yeah. it's all relative, isn't it? Right. So things go up. So we need to look at what we are going to need income-wise, and then we have an income plan that will guarantee that income and more because we have to factor in something called inflation. Steve, we've been doing the show for a long time. Oh, I've been yeah. talking about inflation before inflation was talked right. about. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been here six years. You've been talking about it since then. And so everybody yeah. who's listening who is a client now knows, yeah, Coach was talking about inflation. I'm glad he did put inflation-protected plans in place because now no one's going to be able to control out-of-control inflation. Let's say inflation goes up to 20 30 40%. But right now right. we can combat a... 8 to 10% inflation rate. We don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's less buying power for us, but at least we have the buying power available to us. Right. Mm-hmm. Many of you listening yeah. who did not have an inflation-protected plan are wondering if you're going to have enough money at the end of the month to pay the bills. And so that's what I was saying. When we first started working, we started accumulating bills, and then we, we had a job. We were all happy. When you get a job, you get happy, you go out and spend. Yes. Fred Flintstone show. I used to watch the Flintstones. Betty and Wilma would uh, go out and charge it. They would say, charge it. They would have to charge cards exactly. back then. And so what we do is we accumulate bills, and now we're worried if we have enough money to pay those bills. So we want to. the goal for retirement is to make sure you never have that worry you had when you first started. I had a question for somebody. I said, Coach, how can somebody who charges a $10,000 or more planning fee per year, which we don't, by the way, but they said, how can somebody out there who claims to be a fiduciary charge a $10,000 planning fee every single year. Doesn't that put me behind the eight ball each and every year by $10,000? I said, yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. number one, if they're going to charge a planning fee like that, it better only be one time. Yeah. You don't have to keep redoing the plan every year. <laughs> right. wow. It's like every two years, a new House of Representatives comes in, they redo the plan. Yep. And they, that's not what it is. Once the plan is done and once you pay for it, or you don't even have to, we, I mean, we do the plans. I think our plans are just as good as, as the folks who charge for them. We just happen not to have to charge for them the way sure. our business model is. Yeah. And therefore, you get a plan you can depend on you can count on and you're not it's not putting you behind the eight ball every single year by ten thousand dollars or more so if you have a planner who claims to be a fiduciary maybe they are maybe they aren't but in my opinion if they're reaching into your money and taking ten thousand dollars out every year and putting you behind the, the eight ball every year how, how much of a fiduciary really are they yeah, and maybe right. we need to yeah. redefine that term yeah. i think a fiduciary planner is one that looks at risk and safety like we do and incorporates that into an income plan that gives you lifetime protected income you never worry about for you and your spouse and what no one can understand is even if your balance goes to zero with the plans we put together, you're still going to get that income check every single year for the rest of your life, I even love with that. a zero balance. That's Come see it for yourself. It's all in writing. This isn't any game or gimmick. We're not, we're not selling pie in the sky stuff here. Mm-hmm. We're putting together plans that you can depend on that are done by a fiduciary planning team that also has CFPs on it, certified financial planners. The yeah. planning team is a gigantic team looking at your needs and putting them in to make sure they can get you your wants too. Yeah. And so needs are good. Yeah. Getting your wants handled, most important thing in the world. Yeah. Thomas, I've got uh, the new book, by the way. I just gave it, just yes, came in just yesterday. Got it. Yeah. Never Give That's Up. Cool. It's me and Dick Vitale and, and, and some other authors have written chapters in a book called Never Give Up. Dick Vitale, famous sports announcer. Yeah. I'm in chapter two on this. Yeah. Pretty good. And Dick he's Vitale's number one. chapter yeah. one. I'm number two. So if you'd like to get a copy of this when you come in, make sure you mention that you'd like a copy of the book. And Coach Pete said you could have one. You also get a golden ticket that gives you a no fee, no cost, wow. total retirement plan. It puts you in control of retirement. We also put to make sure every single plan has at least one financial fill-up strategy. I like three, four, five of them. That's streams yeah. of income you can never outlive. Uh, it's just it just makes so much sense. 
We also call it being on retirement autopilot. And when you hear that sound, I mean, I fly a lot of red eyes, folks. Yes, you do. And so when I hear that sound, that means we're up in the air at 30,000 feet. That's when I go to sleep. And so wouldn't you like to have the comfort in retirement knowing you can sleep anytime you want, wake up when you want, vacation when you want, and not have to worry about begging somebody for income and not worry about someone taking money out of your account and putting it into their pocket. So if you're interested, having your own total retirement plan that puts you and your family in control, instead of depending on Wall Street to help navigate you sometimes you wonder where wall street's going sometimes you wonder where the money world's going but if you have a plan put together that's in writing and has certainty attached to it makes it a whole lot easier to sleep in retirement to have fun in retirement and to do what you want all the way through retirement not having to go back into the future like a lot of people say when they get older they have to start begging people for money like you when you're younger you had to beg your parents yeah for money. right oh, so we I want, want you that. to be totally economic freedom we want total economic freedom for you we want total security and safety and security and that income thomas for the next 10 people who call we're going to give them a golden ticket that'll take care of all these problems we just addressed give you that solution you deserve. All you have to do is call 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383, or text keyword PLAN to 600-700, that's PLAN to 600-700. It's a jungle out there. Don't find yourself drowning in a river of debt or sinking in quicksand with taxes. And don't let health risks erupt like a volcano on your retirement. Let Coach Pete and the team be your guides on the Financial Safari. Check out the website at financialsafari.com. Listen to the most recent episode and past episodes and celebrity interviews. Click on the Ask a Question button for your chance to have your question and your voice featured on the show. Listen on iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, Google home and apple HomePod. missed an episode don't worry you can subscribe to the financial safari podcast on spotify apple and google podcasts financialsafari.com welcome back into the financial safari consumer advocate thomas lipscomb in the studio alongside steve sadal as well as special guest neil anderson and best-selling author coach pete deruda coach it is a special special kind of week isn't it oh, it always is i love halloween <laughs> I do you do like too. halloween i love, I love halloween. it it's, I love it's it, yeah. one of my favorite because well, number one i love candy yes yes <laughs> back in the day i had more cavities and baby teeth than you'd ever imagine. I still can hear my dad hitting the roof when I come back from the dentist's office with, with, uh, with mom, and mom wasn't happy either. Right yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I like candy. I've always has, and uh, I have like candy. So, uh, Steve, what's your favorite candy? Hmm, I'm gonna go with uh, with a Twix bar. Oh yeah, Twix, Twix bar. Yeah, cookie, nice. uh, cookie and yeah, chocolate. Yeah, I like that. Uh, like that yeah. combo. What about you? Whatever I can steal from my kids. Yeah. I mean, Kit Kat uh, is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, the Milky Way. My dad, I mean, I learned the t- about the tax man in my life very, very early. Yeah. About when I was five years old, dad would come in. We, <laughs> we, my brothers and I, would all, I had two other brothers younger. We yeah. would all lay our candies out. We would mm-hmm. categorize them. Remember doing that? Oh, yeah. Of course. We'd have trades. Trades would go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two of those for one of that, right. that kind of thing. And uh, sometimes my brother didn't like the good stuff, so I'd give him some junk candy and get good candy for right. Nice. But uh, dad would always walk in, and dad would just take whatever he want. He was the tax man. Right, right. <laughs> he said, yep. you live it in my house. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. All the candy yep. was gone. Yep. So, not all the candy, but... but no, yeah. But you wanted to hide. You didn't want to display. Put it this way. You didn't want to have all your candy on display. <laughs> right. So you got That's to like all you your eggs in one batch. You need some good tax right. sheltering <laughs> strategies. Yes. Dad Thomas, sheltering. Uh, what about, so Neil, you really don't have a favorite candy bar? 
Uh, well, you know, a Kit Kat. I, I, I think like Kit, Kit Kat's Kat. pretty good. I usually that's Kit my go-to when yep. I see the the three. I have three kids, so there's three ba- uh, piles out there. So yeah, Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah. Thomas, yeah. what about you? I, I love the peanut butter and chocolate. So Reese's is my go-to, but I love a Butterfinger as well. Kind Ooh, of love a Butterfinger. Butter what about the M and M peanut butter ones? Those are pretty yes, those like are a yes. chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's an interesting. Yeah, I like I like that combo. Yeah. My favorite candy bar ever. Well, one was Reggie. Remember Reggie Jackson? I don't know that. Bar. Remember yeah. what was the bar? It was really good. That didn't was back, last like, long, but not for yeah. long. But it was really good. It had nuts and caramel, and it was really good. Okay, huh. and yeah. chocolate, obviously. And the, then the and baby then, Ruth is similar to that. Then it, it just looks like I have the kiss of death when I like a candy bar because the other one that I really loved was called the Marathon Bar. Oh, I, oh, love, I the love the Marathon Bar. bar. I don't know why they stopped making it. It was just caramel covered chocolate right. covered. Right. Yeah, caramel. and so it was a big long stick. Yeah, big long flat. The Charleston Chew too. The Charleston Chew. They still make those, luckily, and I put those in the freezer. Right. Really good. Summertime to bring them. Sure. Coach, do you know what the like the number one candy that is given out, I believe, is? No, what is it? Tootsie Roll. Wow. Seems like, well, yeah, I think this they're the, the most economic. Roll the, 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 the Tootsie Roll, different box. sizes, but usually yeah. like the small like ones, the you get a handful of them. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, so uh, anyway, what uh, you were asking about Halloween, you like Halloween, right? So, I, I do, and Dave has put together a special element. You know, we like to do these retirement road trips. I think yep. last time we went to the Outer Banks. This time we have a Halloween road trip. Check this out. It's your go-go years, so let's get going with another retirement road trip. Come along if you dare. That's if you're not afraid of things that go bump in the night, because we're staying overnight at some of the most haunted places in the U.S. How about a nice, relaxing stay at the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast in Fall River, Massachusetts? August 4th, 1892, the bodies of Andrew and Abby Borden were discovered bludgeoned in their home. Prime suspect, their youngest daughter, Lizzie. This was America's first big media crime case. and just like another one we're familiar with, Lizzie was ultimately acquitted. It was due to a lack of physical evidence. Well, now the crime scene home is a bed and breakfast and guests can sleep in one of its reportedly haunted rooms. Bet everyone's pretty sleepy at the breakfast at this B&B. Okay, I just booked us a room at a very lovely hotel. It's the one that inspired Stephen King to write The Shining. We'll be staying in the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. F.O. and Flora Stanley opened the isolated resort in 1909. According to staff, Mrs. Stanley can be heard playing her Steinway piano in the music room at night. Supposedly, Mr. Stanley shows up in photographs. Paranormal experts say the Stanley Hotel is one of the nation's most active ghost sites. Oh, and guest bedrooms have a TV channel that plays The Shining on a 24-hour loop. We're not sailing away, but we're staying overnight on a ship. It's the RMS Queen Mary, now permanently docked in Long Beach, California. She enjoyed three years as a luxury ship before being transformed into a World War II troop ship in 1939. At the conclusion of the war, she was restored to her former glory and traversed the Atlantic for nearly two more decades. Now she's a floating hotel and restaurant, reportedly haunted by the spirits of those who died on board. The room rates here are actually extremely reasonable. I wonder why. If you have a good, solid retirement plan, the only haunted stories you'll deal with are the ones on this spooky retirement road trip. <laughs> Fall old. River, Massachusetts, where my dad was born. Oh, yeah, really? Oh, Went yeah. to the same high school as Emerald Gagazi. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Famous yeah. chef. Nice. By the way, right. Dave does such a great job on that. I oh, want to mention he's that. great, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, I love it. Dave Perkins. Dave Perkins. The Shining. How about now? that one? The Shining. Yeah, here's the Johnny. Yeah. He plays it on great. a 24-hour loop. Is that the one right there? <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. I watch Hotel Hell every now and then on Hulu. It's uh, Chef Ramsay. Yeah. Goes oh, yeah. Hotels. I haven't seen that I one thought yet. about that with some of those hotels there. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No yeah. No you never know what you're getting these days. No. check in, do you? Sure don't. Sure, you want to be able to check out, though. 
You were, Hotel yeah. California, right? Like, like Hotel California, yeah, right. right. <laughs> so, Steve, you bought your candy yet for the kids? Uh, no, I haven't. That's a, this weekend project before the big day on Tuesday. I'm just remembering that now that you've said it. <laughs> so, I will be doing this. I've seen it out for like a month now. It's yeah, weird. It's been I keep out. walking by it going, out. I'll do it next yeah. time. All right, one yeah. final thing candy corn, yes or no, Steve? Mm. Uh, I'm okay with it. I don't love it. But I'm okay with it. Neil? Yeah, I mean, I take it or leave it, yeah. Thomas? Yeah, it's okay. I had some that was freeze-dried the other day that my kids brought home. It was kind of interesting. You bit into it, and it was a crunchy candy corn. Uh, imagine cotton huh. candy almost, but like huh. a crunchy cotton candy. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. Well, I, would, well, I would try that. Yeah. 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 I love candy corn. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I caught myself the other day eating a whole bag of it, actually. Oh, well. I like the, I like the tradi- traditional one with the yeah. yellow. Yeah, for yeah. sure. The yeah. ones oh, do the, they have the yellow, a... White. Yellow, yeah. orange, white, and then they got the black and orange. Oh, no okay. I hadn't had it. that one. And then yeah, they got yeah. the pumpkins with the little green top. You got to yep. have the pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those are good. Yeah. And they're all sugar. Yeah, that is. Well, how yeah. My sugar. doctor's not listening to the show. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my little kid, wa- my kid wanted some fruit gummies the other day because they were supposed to be a green food, what we call a healthy food. Yeah. And I said, let's go look at the ingredients on this gummy. Uh, and I said, do you know what high fructose corn syrup is? Yeah. <laughs> you want to stay away from that. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. The chemicals. I mean, if you, in my opinion, if you can't pronounce it, why are you eating it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But who knows what kind of pesticides they put on their fruit either? So I mean, that's scary in its nature, its own nature. That's sure. a trick or a treat. You need to know where things are coming from. Same thing in the financial world. You want to be able to track your stuff, know where it is, make sure you're trusting your sources. Well, you remember yeah. when you're when you would come home? I remember when we trick or treat, and the parents would have to look through the bag. I know my dad was looking through to see what he wanted to eat later, but, but <laughs> yeah. they were looking through to make sure there was no like uh, stuff that wasn't wrapped up. Remember they talk about razor blades yeah, and stuff. Apples. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was disproved, by the way. That was somebody in the family wanting to hurt somebody else's. Like wow. that, sure. Yeah, oh, just was like it really? the Tylenol thing was too. Right. So a lot, oh, of, yeah. a lot of the myths that we've heard about. Remember Tylenol? I remember yeah. that. Yeah. That was that's inside a big deal. job, someone trying to kill somebody, get rid of somebody. So. Oh, man. But we, a lot of people just still don't know that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was no, uh, forever. And it's like, oh, Tylenol, never use an ad. They poison their own stuff. No, that was somebody else. Like, that was the inside job. Somebody yeah. wow. inside the neighborhood wanted to take somebody else out. And, and that's, where, that's where childproof caps. Uh, 100% right. childproof Remember caps. That, right? You know, when yeah. you're sick and so some of this cold medication, when you're sick and not feeling good and oh, you got to open right. these caps, I mean, yeah, you're so weak, you can't even open them sometimes. I know. <laughs> you should use a vice grip. You know, yeah, well, I mean, I don't have one of them handy sometimes when I'm laying in bed with a fever or something. Right. So, yeah, it's just funny. You're right, Thomas. People really need to, uh, well, back in the day, you need to look at what you have. You need to make sure it's going to do what it's supposed to do. Because yeah. Dad would look through there, and if we had an apple, and gosh, nowadays apples are, what, a dollar each? Yeah, like. more than that, but yeah. back then, they were really cheap because people would give you apples. Yeah. But Dad would take them and throw them right away because of the scare on the razor blades and all that. But do you really know what's in it we didn't know if he could have been throwing away good apples for the most part probably great apples right. and then here's what i loved people would make some caramel corn and they'd wrap mm, yeah. it up and they'd yeah. wrap it up bag, and it's yeah. wrapped but i said dad it's wrapped he said no but you, we can't eat that because we don't know how they made it we did. Mm. and so in That's the tough. financial world, some things are wrapped up in a way where you don't really know what's in there. So yeah. the secret is to know with certainty what's in your plan when you unwrap it or when it's time to unwrap it. Yeah, You talk about, you hear about this emergency food. You buy it, it's supposed sure, to be good yeah. for 25 years, yep. yeah. and then it goes bad. What if it's already bad when you buy it? You won't know until you until the emergency you open comes. it up, huh? So <laughs> when a real emergency happens and you have to break that glass, I mean, say an emergency break glass, you want to make sure that the plan is there. And to me, when we re- retire, it's an emergency. It's an emergency because we're changing everything. We're changing the fact we used to work at a company and get a che- paycheck to now we're not getting a paycheck from the company. We have to get a paycheck from the money we've already put aside ourselves has to generate income. And so that's why we call it income planning. That's why the most important step in a retirement plan is actual retirement plan. Right. It's building the money up over the years. That's easy. That's the easy part. Hey, just put money in your 401k, try to save money here and there. 
it doesn't seem easy when you're doing it, but it's a lot easier than having to look at a lump sum and saying, with this, let's say, $500,000 I've worked my butt off to, to save over the years, with this $500,000, how much income can I be guaranteed to get for the rest of my life? And then if I pass away too soon, which is any time, my spouse needs to continue to get this. So it has to have a continuation plan built in. And you need to know ahead of time, with certainty, the worst case scenario. What is going to be the worst income I'll ever get, even if the market goes down every year? And then if that's fine, which you need to know what it's going to be, sure. you can make a plan around that. Chance start it's not going to be that bad, so it'll be better. I love to give good news, not bad news to folks, so I never overpromise. We always tell you the exact minimums that you can be guaranteed to get. So it'd never be worse than that, hopefully better. So if you want your own plan just like that, with total retirement plan covered, having that income, having the financial fill-up strategy, and retirement autopilot, Thomas is going to tell you how to get that right now. We've got 10 golden tickets, 10 lucky people. There's not going to be any tricks or treats here. It's going to be all treats, no tricks. That's right. The number to call, 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383. You can also text keyword PLAN to 600-700. That's PLAN to 600-700. And folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Financial Safari right after this. variety of advisors with fresh financial advice each and every week. You can get it all at financialpizza.com. Listen to this week's podcast or catch up on past shows. Coach Pete dishes up the first slice with some really great advice. Next up, clips of some of the best financial advisors from across the country with their timely tips and insight that will guide you through your successful path to retirement. Finish it up with Steve Siddall and brokers behaving badly and you have the makings of one great place for some of the best financial advice around. You can also custom build your own retirement session. All for you. Dig in. It's financialpizza.com. Welcome back into the Financial Safari. Consumer advocate Thomas Lipscomb in studio alongside Steve Siddall, as well as special guest Neil Anderson and America's Wealth Financial and Income Coach, Coach Pete DeRuta, having an awesome conversation. And something we like to do on the program here is go out and uh, look at a year. And Coach, do you have any year that's sticking out uh, to you? Is sticking out to you right now that you'd like? Do to I have one? Yeah, well, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. it's a new year. I, I am too. You know, I was born yeah. in '66. Believe it or 66, not, '66. Okay. And then, you know, look at it. We we look at we try to do the math because now we're in two different decades. So you try to figure out how old you are. Right. Well, 66 to the year 2000. Now we go 2000 all the way up here to like 23. Mm-hmm. Almost 24. So, yeah, 23 plus uh, the other numbers and plus it comes the other up to numbers. 57. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not funny yes. after a while, is it? No, no it's So not, I do not have not. a favorite year. I think every year that I'm here is a favorite. That's great. That's yeah. great. Well, we had, we had done 1966 before and I know people loved taking a trip through time. I was talking to Pepe earlier here before we uh, turned on the radio microphones, as it were, and he had mentioned the year 1969, so how about we check that one out? Through the years, let's take a trip back in time. Back in time. 1969, an exciting year as we close out the decade with some unforgettable events, including one that shocked the sports world. Super Bowl III played on January 12th. The game, regarded as one of the greatest upsets in the history of sports, the 19-and-a-half-point underdog New York Jets with Joe Namath defeated the Baltimore Colts by a score of 16-7. to The game is over. The New York Jets are the world champions. Also in January, on the 30th, the Beatles gave their final live performance on the roof of the Apple Building in London. 
The live performance was an impromptu event that ran for 42 minutes. On January 20th of 1969, Richard M. Nixon is inaugurated as the 37th President of the United States and the popular children's television show Sesame Street debuts. Fast forward to July 20th, when Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, astronauts from Apollo 11, become the first humans to set foot on the moon. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Liftoff on Apollo 11. And a step off the land now. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And who could forget what happened in August? The most famous music festival of modern times, Woodstock, took place in a farm in upstate New York. More than 400,000 avid music fans attending to see The Who, Jimi Hendrix, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and many others. And it's one, two, three, what are we fighting for? Don't ask me, I don't give a damn. The next stop is Vietnam. Today's standards, a ticket wasn't cheap, it would cost you $18, and put a little dent into your monthly rent of $135, so put away your peace signs, headbands, and bell-bottoms, and let's return to the present. We've now arrived safely back in the present. We hope you enjoyed your trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement. So 69, close to 66. Yeah, very close sure. to 66. See, yeah, $18 for a concert ticket, but that's a lot of money back that's then. That's a lot of money oh, yeah. back then, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember 1969. What so. were you doing in 69? Um, did you go see, to I was, I, No, I did not. Okay. I was, uh, I don't know, I must have been 12 or 13. Okay, okay, yeah. You know, so I was aware of things, yeah. Yeah. You were still trying to trick or treat, probably. Well, sneaking it out, you know. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. You start getting older. He's like, yeah. That year that they say you're not allowed to trick or treat anymore is right. a sad year. What, yeah. What's interesting to me about these pieces when we do this is, and maybe I'm sure you guys noticed this too, the 60s, when you think of it, what do you think of it? Flower power and the hippies oh, sure. and all that stuff. And then when you think of the 70s, you think of disco and you think of certain things, the 80s synth and hair metal bands and stuff. We got to the year 2000 and it's almost like we hit pause. Do you guys find that way? If you think of pop music today versus about 15 years ago, yeah, it's pretty is much that the same, same difference of like 70 to 85? Because if you think of 1969 and 1985, you're going from the Beatles to, to like Rush and Tom Sawyer. And, you know, that's huge. That's yeah, I, don't, I find that interesting. Well, I find flock that of seagulls when you talk about hair oh, bands. Yeah. Hey, there you oh go. My gosh, yeah. <laughs> I still remember that video on MTV. Yeah. You watched yeah, it. Yeah. I was fascinated by those guys. Yeah. 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 The very first, uh, one of the first videos was was it video killed the radio star? Yep, that was yeah, the opening. Was. The was opening the first, Bali. Was that the first video they showed? Or yeah, okay. That was my first concert. Yeah. Go Go's and the Flock of Seagulls. There you go. Yeah. Wow, no kidding. Seagulls. Crazy. Remember that? That's the thing. That guy was crazy with the yeah. hair, but it was yeah. like, it was a great song. I sure. Listen to it every now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny how time flies, but you're right. They're really because we had the big hair days and all the acid rock and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, really, there hasn't been anything people can hang their hat on anymore. Nothing that I mean, I know the the, the you know Gen Z would probably say different, but if you think of like most of us, we're still rocking our polos or our button ups with our you know jeans or khakis it's not like you're going to bell bottoms or you're going to, you know those, those yeah, key right. yeah. yeah so what yeah. are people listening to these days then? i know i wonder beyonce oh, beyonce, beyonce there you go that's totally yeah. real estate? taylor swift i've heard taylor is pretty swift popular is these days <laughs> billy strings is incredible strings got some really good country bands yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean i 
Well, I think no, I still listen to my old music. I have Bob yeah. Seger and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, I, I me think, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I my wife crazy. You have a lot of just young bands that are coming out, able to kind of get their foot in the door without having to need a huge label, which is kind of cool. For sure, like Zach Brown, bare yeah. naked ladies. Yes. If I had a million dollars, oh yeah, I'd be rich. Now, back in the day when somebody had a million dollars, like back in my grandma's day, she could go down to the bank, maybe get 15, 16% interest on that. Mm. So she put a, if she had a million, she didn't have a million dollars. Okay. I don't think she had a couple hundred dollars, but, but right. my, my grandpa was a carpenter, yeah. built his own house. Nice. Grandma awesome. was a housewife, grew up, sure. raised my mom and her brother. So there were, wasn't much money there, but let's say they did have a million dollars. Yeah. You could get a whole lot of interest. You get $150,000 worth of interest at 15% if you have a million dollars put aside. That was when you didn't disturb the principal. And then we went into, and this isn't a history lesson, it's just a summary of what I've seen in my life. And then then we went into the environment where interest rates were maybe 1%, 2%, 3%. And you have that same million dollars, you're not getting anywhere near. You get $10,000 or $20,000 instead of $150,000. That's a big difference. So then what people had to do, and we saw, I mean, basically I'm summarizing what everyone's already seen. If you're you're over 30, you know this. But but the grannies, like my granny, would have had to take the money out of the bank because she couldn't survive on it and she didn't want to deplete her principal. In other words, a million dollars she started with. Again, she didn't have that, but it's it's hypothetical. She would have to go over to the market to hopefully maybe get a better return than she was getting from this from the bank. Now, what was the main thing that people forgot when they were being talked into? Like when they go to the bank and they complain about a CD rate, and then they say, well, go to that corner office over there, and uh, Johnny will sell you uh, some mutual funds. Or sure. put your money in a better place, supposedly. What did they forget to tell Granny when she was taking money out of that safe place, that CD at the bank or that, that safe savings account, and putting it over in that corner office in the bank? What did they forget to tell her? Well, they forgot to tell her that she's got to work or, or get that balance back up. Oh, they forgot to tell her she could lose the money. Oh, right. <laughs> lose the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's complaining about the fact that the bank's not giving her enough interest. So they say, go over there and Johnny might be able to help you. And Johnny in the mutual fund department said, oh, yeah, we can definitely do better based on averages and what, what we saw yeah. happen in the last 100 years. This, well, all the stuff they use. Sure they right. do. Yep. There's lies, damn lies, and statistics. And statistics <laughs> can be shaped any way you want it by looking at different entry points and different yes. different outtry, different leaving yep. places. Yes. Right. So yes. things change when we, when we get older. We need right. to make sure that we have enough money to do what we want to do. And that's why even Tattoo back in the day told us... You need a plan. So he said, the so plan, the plan. plan. You have to have a plan when we go to retirement. And the plan is not to, hey, I'm going to retire Monday, <laughs> start giving me money. Where's yeah. the money going to come from? Oh, I didn't think about that. You have to have your own income plan using the money you've already put aside yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's not having to reinvent new money. It's using money you've already put aside. And it might not be sort of like we talked about a minute ago when, when, the, when Granny took the money out of the CD and went to the stock market. You're not going to have to invent money and you're going to put the money in a safe place where you can't lose it that's a magic thing when we have an income plan we go to the safe side of our planning firm all safety no risk and we devote a certain amount of lump sum to that safe side to give you a stream of income you can never outlive that you get a check every single year we call it a financial fill-up strategy this takes the worry out of living prospering and enjoying retirement. You don't worry anymore when you have when you know the income's going to come. You know exactly the date it's going to come to every single year for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, even, if like you, to, even if your balance goes to zero, the money yeah. still comes. Even if you pass away, it still comes for your spouse. And, 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 you say, well, no, I love the fact that when you do a plan like that and you yeah. lay it out, 
you can see this is what I'm going to make this yeah. year, this year, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. If I live to be 100, guess what? Still making money. Yep. Still and we're fiduciary, so we can't over-exaggerate. So we're going to show you the worst-case scenario. Again, we're not negative, but if I can show you the worst-case scenario, chances are it's not going to be that. It's going right. to be better. Yeah. It'll never be worse, though. Right. Compare that to someone. Look, I, I, I've spent a lot of time reviewing life insurance contracts where people have come in and say, well, uh, my my, my broker or my insurance guy sold me this years ago and it hadn't performed like he said it would. Mm-hmm. Here's the right. illustration he or she gave me mm-hmm. and it's illustrating 10% interest yeah. or so, 12%. So, yeah, that happened. Yeah, and, and the interest rate environment there was maybe 1% or 2% for at the, at the most. So how, yeah. are you, how are you going to have a plan if your planner didn't give you the right plan or use the wrong numbers to begin with? Yep. So we use the right numbers, we use your numbers and we use guarantees on the safe side to show you what the income could be. And Steve, it really... Neil, it takes the worry out of living in retirement. Thomas, sure. anybody out there listening, it does take the worry out of living in retirement, and it doesn't hurt you to see it in writing. Even if you decide it's not for you, how can you make a decision if you've never really seen the facts on the other side? So we're going to give you the facts on both sides. We can analyze what you have, make sure you don't have too many financial termites in your current plan. Those are unnecessary risk, fees, and commissions. We can help you exterminate them, get a plan you and your family can depend on and be proud of. Thomas, the next 15 people who call right now, we're going to give a golden ticket to give you your very own Coach Pete power plan that has that total retirement plan in there and the income streams and the financial fill-up all included at no cost or obligation. All right, folks, that number to call, 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383, or text keyword plan to 600-700. That is plan to 600-700. Been a fun show. I want to thank you, Steve, and yes, Neil, yeah, and Thomas, and this was great. who Thomas called Pepe, which is Jose, our producer. Yes. He just said Pepe, nobody knew who it was. I want to thank everybody. We'll see you next week right here, same time, same station on the financial safari. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency. Coach Pete.